Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and SLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the Extra Point is good. Hour number two of Extra Point this Friday, October 6th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. I did mention it's Friday. That means it's Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Von Hansen's, not your normal meat market, craft beer, wine, spirits, and amazing treats for your four-legged friends. Visit them, 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. We have a few games left to continue in the NFL for Friday spread before we give the $100 gift certificate away to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits will also make room for Brian Lewis of Pro Football Network to join us around 11.15 for the NFL prop bet discussion. And as a reminder here for you, the weekend specials over at Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, certified Angus beef choice grilled steaks at $12.99 a pound, bacon wrapped boneless prime pork chops at two for $12 and fresh all natural spatchcock cut chickens at $2.99 a pound. We'll get to that here momentarily, but let's reset the scene with today's poll questions. The Arizona Cardinals, they host the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll get into this in much more detail around 1130, but plenty of time for you to cast your vote. Who wins Sunday's game in Glendale, the Cardinals or the Bengals? The Cardinals now out in front, 67% of the vote. Bengals trailing at 30 33%. We'll answer that around 1130 today. In addition to that, on Twitter, at KDUS AM 1060, who wins the NLDS playoff series between Atlanta and Philadelphia? Bob had a Major League Baseball conversation with Scott Miller. If you missed it, podcast it, KDUS1060.com. Who wins? Atlanta leading the way at 71.4% of the vote, Philadelphia at 28.6%, and we'll answer that as well around 1130 today. Hopping back into the Friday spread with some NFL games to get to. The Eagles and the Rams. The Eagles here are minus four and a half. Rams plus four and a half. Over under sitting at 50 and a half. Numbers coming to you from the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Uh, You have Puka with 501 yards through four games. It also looks like Cooper Cup is healthy enough to return on Sunday. We'll see how much playing time he does get. The questions here are for the Rams. Matthew Stafford, he's looked really good, but now has a hip issue. How's the offensive line situation for the Rams as well? Can the Eagles continue to manhandle the Rams' defensive front because of how good their offensive line is? Yeah, quickly, the offensive line for the Rams, they were down their top two left tackles by the end of that game last week, and I'm not sure what their status is for this week. Uh, So my apologies there. I just forgot to look, quite frankly. Uh, So that's something to pay attention to if you want the Rams. I I would imagine you'd not like to have their third left tackle out there, which is how they ended last week's game. Uh, I wonder if Cup is being rushed back here a little bit uh, because they fancy themselves as playoff contenders here. Uh, just a thought. Uh, Philadelphia, we mentioned their defensive backfield issues, and they've had a lot of injuries. They signed Bradley Roby this week, who I didn't even – I thought he was retired or just assumed. You know, I haven't heard that name for since last season. And, uh, and, you know, for like a decade ago, he was really good at Ohio State. 
He had some good years in New Orleans, but those that's a few seasons ago, and he's now going to play, apparently, this week and play some, at least, for the Eagles who have you know, secondary issues as far as injuries. When we flip this over to the Chiefs and the Vikings here, this now is Chiefs minus three and a half, Vikings plus three and a half. At early in the week, it was five and a half. Over under sitting at 52 and a half. The Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson connection is obviously real. So too is the Mahomes to Kelsey connection. Uh, the Vikings defense isn't very good. So is this where Kansas City finds its groove and finds some other playmakers? You would hope, but I don't know if they have other playmakers, quite frankly. Um, you know, you know, Pacheco has been good as a running back, but you know, McKinnon, you can make a case, has been the second-best receiver for the Chiefs, and he's like a third-down running back. Uh, their wide receivers, I think, have been very disappointing. Their offensive line in general, not just the right tackle situation, clearly not playing as well as it did a year ago. And I, the, I'm at the point now where I think that the Chiefs' defense might actually be their best unit which that has never been the case in Patrick Mahomes' career so far. The Jets and the Broncos. Jets plus 2.5, Broncos minus 2.5, over-under sitting at 43.5. This was originally circled on the calendar. Nathaniel Hackett versus Sean Payton showdown, but now I don't think anyone really cares. Uh, did Zach Wilson... Connor, Connor McGovern cares. Okay. So, yeah. Did Zach Wilson find a spark he needed Sunday night, or does it really not even matter going up against this Broncos defense? Probably not. Uh, yeah, their defense is really bad. Uh, Connor McGovern top popped off yesterday, and I'm just guessing from the headline I just saw on NFL Network that some other Jets popped off today. Seems like they want to shut up Sean Payton. Uh, they've known Nathaniel Hackett for less than you know, a few months, at least, what, six months or whatever, whenever the you know, mini camp started and so forth. Now they want to win one for Nathaniel Hackett, I guess. Uh, but we'll see what's up with that. Uh, on the other side, this is a uh, Russell Wilson revenge game because he apparently wants to prove that Hackett was the problem last year in Denver. I also think it's a big game for Brees Hall. Uh, returning to Denver, this is where he suffered that awful ACL injury. All ACL injuries are awful, but this one was really bad. And the fact that he was back, be, you know, be able to come back and start this season is pretty amazing. Uh, but you mentioned uh, the Denver awful defense. They haven't been able to stop the run at all. So uh, in Brees Hall, they said this week that he's not on a snap count. So how many yards does Brees Hall have this week? The Cowboys and the 49ers in the Sunday night football contest here. Cowboys plus three and a half, 49ers minus three and a half, over or under sitting at 45. Christian McCaffrey has obviously been incredible to start the season. He's seeing a plus in the box 25% of the time, 1.51 rush yards over expected, along with 459 yards total on the ground. The Cowboys have got to figure out their red zone lows on offense here because you have to think touchdowns over field goals is obviously a huge factor to winning this contest. Yeah, this is a big uh, revenge game, so to speak, for Dak. I know a lot of Dak haters out there, or skeptics at least. And uh, you know, part of the reason, I'm guessing, is because the way that the Cowboys season is into the last two years in playoff losses against San Francisco. So big game for Dak. The best news for Dak is that their offensive line, which has been intact and ready to start, uh, one time, one time total in two years, they're expected to all be able to play this week, including Tyron Smith, who missed the last two games. 
He has practiced this week. They're all expected to be playing on Sunday night. Micah Parsons, though, has been limited in practice this week, at least Wednesday and Thursday. I have no idea if he's out there today or was out there today. I guess that's probably practice over for the Cowboys at this point. So there's that. Uh, Purdy, uh, still unbeaten as a starting quarterback, zero interceptions this year. Uh, I actually, this is one of the few games in the NFL I have an opinion on this week. Uh, For whatever reason, I think it's just a tough schedule for me to handicap. But I'm on San Francisco, uh, laying three and a half. There were some fours that popped up yesterday, so I don't think there's much of a chance it goes to three. But it is a standalone Sunday night game, so you never know. But I would be surprised if uh, the number ever got to three. We will get into more around the NFL, of course, with the Arizona Cardinals discussion as they are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals when we answer today's poll question around 1130. On the other side of the break, though, we're going to make room for Brian Blewis of Pro Football Network to join us to talk all his NFL props for the weekend. Don't forget, it is Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits weekend specials for you. Certified Angus Beef Choice Grill Steaks at $12.99 a pound. Bacon-wrapped boneless prime pork chops at two for $12. Fresh all-natural spatch-cut chicken at $2.99 a pound. We'll have the $100 gift certificate a little bit later on in the program. But Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network, on the other side of the break. It is the X Point here on KDOS AM 1060. KDUS AM 1060 into your home with Alexa. Hi, I'm Alexa. Download the KDUS AM 1060 skill and enable. Then say, Alexa, open the KDUS AM 1060. This is where I start day. Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. One of our favorite times on a Friday afternoon is to be able to join uh, Brian Lewis with Pro Football Network to talk all things NFL props. So let's pop on out to the KDOS hotline now. It is Brian Lewis, Pro Football Network. Follow them over at pfnbetting.com. Brian, it's Bob and Kayla. How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Looking forward to trying to figure out what to do here for this Sunday slate of action around the NFL. And as typical, starting with the local contest, you have Joe Burrow in town uh, as the Arizona Cardinals are hosting. Joe Burrow is averaging 3.3 completed air yards. The offensive line has struggled to protect him. Questions about his calf injury. The Cardinals do have a bit of a suspect secondary. Can their scheme get some pressure home on that offensive line and on Joe Burrow. He had 247 and a half yards through the air as a prop. At some point, he will have a game, but is that this Sunday? Is the under still in play for Burrow? And conversely, what do we do with Josh Dobbs, whether it is through the air or on the ground with him? Yeah, you said it that uh, how bad the Bengals passing off the book so far, particularly because of Joe Burrow's calf injury and how limited they've been in throwing it deep down the field. Um, you're right. Eventually, eventually, this offense has to figure out, but I don't want to be the one that bets on it and then loses until they actually do. So I'm going to have a wait and see approach with Bengals offense. Before I start taking any overs or the player props of the past game. And that goes for Josh Dobbs. 
one of my favorite player props this weekend. This might uh, your audience might not like this one. Josh Dobbs or interception. He hasn't thrown a pick through four games this year so far, and he's the only starting quarterback that started every game this season that hasn't thrown an interception yet. Wow. Um, I saw that on Twitter that he has seven interception worthy throws this season, which rank, which ranks in the top seven of all starting quarterbacks. So he's definitely a guy that's due. As good as he's looked, he's not going to he's not going to have such good ball security for the rest of the season. That's a good point. I didn't realize he had no interceptions because he's had like three or four that got dropped, as you just also mentioned there. All right, Brees Hall returns to Denver. He suffered the ACL injury last year against the Broncos. The Jets have said this week that he's not on a snap count. Uh, any enticing Brees Hall over props against uh, the Denver defense, which is bad? Yeah, this has to be one of the easiest overs of the week is Brees Hall because not only how bad this Broncos defense is, but if you're believing this coach team from Robert Sala, then that means that Brees Hall should be the ball a lot more this weekend. He's been sharing the carries with Dalvin Cook in the backfield, but it's been a completely opposite story between the two running backs. Brees Hall has been one of the most efficient running backs this season, Dalvin Cook the least. So they're going to fully unlock Brees Hall as I think he's fully recovered from his ACL injury from last season. There's no better spot than against the Broncos defense. To kickstart the Sunday slate of action, it is going to be another London contest with the Jaguars and the Bills. The Bills' defense has been swarming, making things difficult for opposing quarterbacks. Is 246 and a half yards just too many for Trevor Lawrence? And flipping this on over to the Bills' side of things here, Josh Allen has been really good since week one, and maybe they have their running back now with James Cook. He's sitting at 54 and a half yards. Yeah, it's... um. One thing that uh, Trevor Lawrence comes going for him this week, well, two things, actually. One is that they have the travel advantage that they stayed in London all week, which is pretty significant when you think about it, considering how long that travel is and the um, jet lag itself with the time difference there. And uh, the Bills lost their best corner, Davies White, to an Achilles injury last week for the season. So even though they should be getting Bob Miller back this week, losing their best cornerback will be a big loss with pass defense. That's been one of the best in the NFL so far, and this Jazz offense is due. It's really hard to judge it from last week because they just forced so many turnovers off Desmond Ritter, and the offense really didn't need him too much. But eventually, they're just too talented to they're just be underperforming that they had in this season. But I don't know if this is the week. So I'm going to probably pass on Trevor Lawrence's props there. And with the Bills, they're – this is a, they have, they've, been, they've been incredible the last few weeks, but they've played some really bad defenses, and this could be a bit of a letdown spot for them traveling to London, like I said, without having that travel advantage with the time difference to get them against the Jaguars defense that's far better than the ones they faced the last few weeks in the Dolphins, Commanders, as we saw last night on Thursday Night Football, get smoked by the Bears and the Raiders the week before. The Giants have two rookie corners. Uh, we're looking for a bounce back against the Dolphins' passing game. I know the numbers are high, but do we still give it a shot? Yeah, I don't really know how you don't give it a shot if you are interested in uh, betting on the player props this week. We've seen this Dolphins offense. They don't take a foot off the gas against really bad teams like we saw with the Denver Broncos uh, a few weeks ago. And the Giants really are no exception here. I mean, I just don't know how. I mean, if the Dolphins had a bit of a letdown last week, they'll get the Bills defense that's far superior to the Giants one. And even though Bill missing Jared Arthur is one of left tackle, the Giants defense, even though not as long as their offense, has been pretty subpar so far this season. 
Brian Blue is Pro Football Network. Follow all their work over at pfnbetting.com here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. When it comes to Panthers and Lions contest, Bryce Young is throwing the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage over 30% of the time. The offensive line for the Panthers is unable to protect. So do we try to get uh, creative here and go with some sack props for the Lions, or do we stick with something a little bit more traditional and some underplays for Bryce Young? Yeah, I wouldn't hate some uh, sack pops here because you mentioned the mismatch in the Lions pass rush and Panthers offensive line that's traveling on the road here. But Bryce Young, his passing yards prop is at 213 and a half, and he's only gone over 200 yards in one start this season. Um, the biggest question mark for the Lions into the season was their defense, but they've been really good so far this season, and it's probably an easy matchup so far going against the Panthers, who might have the worst offense in the NFL. and. While C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson have looked really good so far, Bryce Young, even though it's only been three games, he has pretty much no help around him. That's been very uninspiring. Does the uh, impressive C.J. Stroud magic, uh, does it end this week? I think the Falcons might have a pretty good defense, so maybe Stroud some under stuff. Is that just you know, barking up the wrong tree here? No, I don't think that's a bad idea considering it might be a good sell high spot for C.J. Stroud considering everyone is super high on the Texans team now and C.J. Stroud following the two-game winning streak and Stroud now being the favorite for offensive rookie of the year. The Falcons are 2-2, two and two, but 2-0 two and, two and oh at home and 0-2 oh on the road in count, counting London. And if there is a good time to sell high on C.J. Stroud, it would be in this matchup where the Texans are seen as a pretty frisky and uh, public underdog. I can't seem to get this text. Uh, this excuse me, this Titans team correctly here. They're now back road facing the Colts. Uh, is this a control the ball game and clock game? So you just feed Derrick Henry seventy five and a half yards. Is potentially a lot here, but if the volume is there, that's the type of play that this uh, Titans team wants to play with. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's really hard to get a good read in the Titans team. They had a very narrow loss to the Saints in Week One. That the score looks a bit closer and actually was because of that backdoor field goal at the end of the game. And they beat the Chargers in week two, and then they got smoked by the Browns in week three, and then smoked the Bengals the week after. But how how big is how real is that way against the Bengals team right now that looks outright terrible on both sides of the ball? But I really like this spot for Derrick Henry here, just because the Colts defense, the weakness of them is uh, is, is them stopping the run and. We saw last year Derrick Henry still a lot left in the tank going for 122 yards on 22 carries. Monday night, Josh Jacobs, uh, he doesn't have a carry longer than 10 yards this season in any game. That's uh, last year, yeah, last year he led the league in rushing with basically the same offensive lineman. Uh, is there any uh, value with Josh Jacobs under props? Yeah, it's a pretty wild stat that even though I knew that it's been a tough season for Josh Jacobs so far, I didn't know that it was that bad. But if there's any team besides the Bronx, it's a good, that's a good spot for a running back. The next best will be the Packers' run defense. They're giving up 155 yards per game on the ground. And them schematically just have been bad at stopping the run for the past couple of seasons now. And the Raiders are at home as well. So if there is an opportunity for Josh, they back on track besides the two games they have. The one game, two, remain the team against the Broncos. It would be on Monday night against the Packers.
Brian Blue is Pro Football Network here on KDUS AM 1060 in the extra points. Uh, this Saints in this Patriots contest here, does anyone actually even get into the end zone? Uh, Chris Olave, he's been a key factor, but he's coming off a game where he just had four yards. The question is, is Derek Carr healthy? You have questions now about the Patriots secondary. So is this the opportunity for the Saints to be able to exploit that? Or is this just a no play for anything in this game? Yeah, well, I know one thing for sure. Alex Barr gets in the end zone and won't be on the long touchdown play after he had 13 catches for 33 <laughs> yards last week or something crazy. I was one of those people I was very disappointed that they didn't start James Winston. I just don't know I just don't know how Carr in his condition last year and how bad he votes was a better option than Jameis, considering Jameis is one of the more talented backup quarterbacks in the NFL. But the Patriots defense, they lose they're missing their two best players now for a long time, Happy Chudong and Christian Gonzalez. Now I really don't understand what the Patriots have going to them. Like what's the strength of this team? Can their defense build up? Can Belichick still team up a new game plan with missing his two best defensive players in the year 2023. But it really also depends on how healthy Derek Carr is. So this one's a complete stay away for me because there's too many unknown factors here. Okay, Brian, it's you and me against the world uh, with Jameis. We're on Jameis. Uh, you know, we like Jameis, I guess. Jameis Island. So, uh, <laughs> right, exactly. We can't be wrong, so everybody else is definitely wrong. There's no way we yeah. were. Uh, we are about that. Not a chance. Okay, the full disclosure, this next thing is more of a selfish fantasy football question. Should I start Michael Pittman? Is there a Pittman prop value out there? Any of that out there? I'm a concerned because Anthony Richardson last week came closer to hitting the cheerleaders in some of his passes than he did anybody in the playing field. Yeah, that's a tough call for me just because like you said, as good as Richardson looks, he's not there yet consistently as a passer, which isn't surprising anyone by any means, considering that was pretty much the knock on it Cornell College. It's going to be pretty raw as a passer. Accuracy is a question. But if there's any way to attack this Titans defense, it's through the air in the passing game. We've seen a lot of receivers have big games against the Titans secondary so far. So it's really a tough call because it really – Weighing the two facets against each other here. I'm looking up Pittman's uh, receiving prop right now. It's at 59.5, which, if you think the Titans are playing from from behind, that wouldn't be a bad number to play because of how involved he is in the passing game. But it's it's really a toss up for me. I wouldn't play it personally, but if I was leading one way or the other, I would lead. The uh, the Rams and the Eagles here. Can A.J. Brown have himself another day? 76 and a half yards is his prop. The Rams uh, likely will have to try to do the damage by getting home, but this Eagles offensive line remains very good. So are there some deep shop opportunities here with A.J. Brown? And flipping this on over to if Cooper Cup plays, uh, how does that impact Nakua as well as uh, Atwell? Yeah, I'll start with the Rams. I think it's smart to take a wait-and-see approach before having a strong conviction how Cooper Cup affects the rest of the team. We don't know what Cooper's role is going to be Cooper Cup lined up. I mean, maybe it's unaffected. Maybe Cooper Cup takes away a pretty much like all his parts. No. In terms of the Eagles, we saw A.J. Brown have two monster weeks in a row coming up. Uh-oh. 
Looks like we're having some complications there with uh, Brian's phone. Uh, we'll try to get him back. Oh, Brian, can you hear us? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll say Brian made a pretty strong effort on the defense. We will uh, try to get Brian back here for his final thoughts on uh, what's go- what anything else we haven't okay. discussed here. So I'll try to do that here real quick. And I'll talk a little bit about this. Uh, you know, I think we can – you know, basically, if you know, if Cup comes back, I think Puka is going to still play a role. It's interesting. This, you know, I don't think a lot of people thought that Cup was going to play this week. Uh, you know, his first week, he's been eligible. The fact that the Rams, uh, you know, fancy themselves as a playoff contender, and that's possible. They're better than I thought they were going to be. I think they're better than almost everybody thought they were going to be. I wonder if they're better than they thought they might be. Uh, but it seemed like at least for me from afar, that they're kind of rushing cup back here. Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, I think that Atwell is uh, – if, if if Cup and, and Puka are on the field, I can't imagine Atwell has any kind of role at this point as far as the Rams are concerned. So we'll see how that goes. And Atwell's kind of a big play guy anyway, kind of a hit or miss proposition, at least in my opinion. Uh, so we'll uh, see what happens with the Rams in the future. Their defense has actually been, I think, more surprising to me than the offense. I mean, Stafford has had a really good season so far. You mentioned uh, when we talked about this game earlier in the hour about his hip situation. Uh, but uh, he is, his arm is amazing. And uh, I heard a stat yesterday on the Athletic Podcast that uh, you know Stafford is uh, like almost twice as many throws and completions outside the hash marks than any other team in the NFL this year. Uh, we're back with Brian Blues, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. Brian, always appreciate the time here. Um, we have a huge contest, Sunday night football, between the 49ers and the Cowboys here. The yardage just keeps going higher and higher for Christian McCaffrey, uh, but he keeps exceeding expectations. I don't even want to know what his numbers are for any time touchdown scorer here. But what do we do uh, with the 49ers and for the Cowboys here, a revenge game of of sorts. Uh, do we take a look at C.D. Lamb? Do we take a look at Tony Pollard? Yeah, first of all, I want to say sorry about the misconnection there. If you had my connection cutting out at a minus 200, you'd cash your ticket right now. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to the player props of this one, I mean, you said it with McCaffrey. I don't want to know what his touchdown prop is. Well, I do want to know. I'm looking it up. And right now, it's at minus 185, which would be incredibly high for any other player but McCaffrey, who saw his yeah. minus 300 a couple of weeks ago, I believe. But if there's any way to tag this Cowboys defense on the ground, and there's no better player on the ground this year so far than Christian McCaffrey. So there's a lot of 77 and a half. If you do believe in 49ers offense having a good day and getting this win on Sunday night, then that seems like a pretty easy play in my estimation. And in terms of for the Cowboys player props, the 49ers really haven't faced a good passing attack so far this season besides the Rams. And, but at the same time, the Cowboys offense hasn't been as efficient without Kevin Moore so far this season. So in my estimation, I see this one being close. And the Cowboys, and for the Cowboys to win this one, it have to be a low-scoring game defensive battle with their defensive line taking over because I don't really see a high-scoring game unless it's a 49ers blowout with McCaffrey on the ground. So when looking at the player prop specifically, they are relatively low. I mean, C.D. Lamb's priced down with this in mind at 66.5. And so 
Brandon Cooks at 39 half because he really hasn't been getting going all this season as that new number two wide receiver. But it really just depends on how you see the game script going for this one. Let me just add, brother, one quick final thing for me is I'm actually really surprised uh, that that uh, you know, McCaffrey anytime touchdown thing doesn't start with minus and a two in front of it instead of the one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when I was looking that up, I was actually, I was really surprised it was quote-unquote only minus 185. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Brian, before we let you go here, is there anything that we haven't discussed, rushing yards, receiving yards, passing yards, anytime touchdown scorer that you like this Sunday? Uh, you gave us Brian Robinson last week, and that was a winner. Yeah, for this week, I like uh, Bijan Robinson to um, go over his rushing yards prop against the Houston Texans. Right now, I'm looking it up. It's um, well, it's actually off the board. I'm looking at for DraftKings in the moment, but I saw it was at 37 and a half earlier today. The Falcons, you would hope, is the get-right game for them back at home. They lost two games in a row on the road, and. Bijan's been one of the most effective runners in the league this year, but the volume hasn't always been there because of game script the last two weeks. They've been down by double digits at half two weeks in a row, and they're going to get the Texans team that they're short home favorites against who have really struggled to stop the run this year, as we saw with uh, Travis Etienne a couple weeks ago. And then just the last couple of matches, they had such big leads early that hasn't really been a factor for them. Brian, as always, we appreciate the time. Uh, have fun this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thank you, guys. Good luck on your best. Absolutely. Once again, he is Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network, and you can follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. Always great to speak with Brian. It is now that time. The $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits could be yours if you're caller number 2, 602-260-1060. Caller number 2, 602-260-1060. Once again, Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. They're located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. Uh, you can check out their weekend specials. Certified Angus Beef Choice Grill Steaks at $12.99 a pound. Bacon-wrapped boneless prime pork chops at 2 for $12. And the fresh all-natural spatchcock cut chickens at $2.99 a pound. VonHansensMeats.net. Caller number 2-602-260-1060. Also make sure you're coming with your weekend play. We're looking to go 6-0. and Poll questions are coming up on the other side of the break. It is the Extra Point. Your caddy, Ray Adams, takes you beyond the 18th hole on Saturday mornings with Great American Golf from 6 to 7 a.m. on KDUS AM 1060. here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Congratulations to our winner of the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, vonhansensmeats.net, 2390 North Almost School Road in Chandler. Uh, the bet for the week here is Bengals minus three. We'll save our reaction to that as we dive into this Bengals and Cardinals contest as part of the KDOS1060.com poll question. So let's do that now, KDOS1060.com. Who wins Sunday's game in Glendale, the Cardinals or the Bengals? 
I'm on the Bengals, but also I want to preface this by saying that I've been on been wrong about the Cardinals point spread wise or winning the game in all four games they played so far this year. So maybe that's uh maybe you shouldn't pay attention to what I say about the the Cardinals at this point. The Bengals have scored NFL low 49 points in four games, though. There are lots of things you can use to go against the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow had the shortest time to throw in the pocket last week and then any of his four games this season. And I think that added much, as much to do, if not more, the, the just the lack of offensive line protection. Uh, Orlando Brown did practice yesterday. Higgins, on the other hand, uh, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. I just checked uh, the Bengals injury report for today, and they haven't posted anything for today. I'm not sure if he practiced today. He swears he's going to play. Higgins is going to have the rib injury. In fact, the initial report last Sunday is that he might be out for weeks. And then the next thing I hear on like Monday, he says he's going to play this week, and he did it again yesterday. So who knows if he's going to play or not. I just uh, – don't completely trust the 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 uh, the Cardinals defense at this point. And yeah, you mentioned we talked with Brian that uh, they've they've been awful covering players in the secondary and you know, receivers. And I can't imagine that you know Wilson's going to be able to you know check Chase at all. Uh, I mean, you know Wilson's been targeted. I think targeted is the right word by at least three of the four opponents the Cardinals have played thus far. Also, the Cardinals' front seven injuries are, I think, uh, really, you know, they've, they've had to make all kinds of roster moves just because they had injuries in the uh, defensive line and at linebacker. I think it's uh, just conducive that if uh, the Bengals are ever going to figure this out, it would be Sunday in Glendale. Yeah, so I think the – it's such an interesting situation here because we've talked all week long extensively here about the Bengals' offensive line issues, went through that deep dive of Joe Burrow and the completed air yards numbers and just, you know, how healthy is he with this calf injury and can he, you know, be a part of the explosive plays that we came accustomed to seeing with this Bengals' offense in previous seasons? The question is, can the Cardinals' defensive front schematically find ways to get pressure and make him uncomfortable can they make him essentially uh you know throw the ball away and how is that calf progressing can he uh be a little bit more mobile this week as opposed to what he was last week i mean these are things that we don't obviously know so if the cardinals are able to get that type of pressure that the titans were able to then you have a pretty good recipe for success i do also wonder will the Bengals try to be a little bit more run dominant with joe mixon because the cardinals are giving up 132 yards per game on the ground so that could be a recipe to try to slow down some of that pass rush and give some space and time for the Bengals receivers um conversely though the Bengals defense is giving up 157 yards per game on the ground so you'd have to think uh there could be a lot of wrinkles there with James Conner Rondell Moore uh, even Josh Dobbs as well for the Arizona Cardinals it's also desperation time for the Bengals as well. Uh, knowing that a one in four start pretty much changes all of your goals, how you get there and what you want to do. And if the uh, Ravens are able to go in and beat Pittsburgh, that changes things in the AFC North as well. Uh, so there's a lot riding on this contest for the Bengals. Cardinals obviously have played with tremendous effort. They've played with uh, tremendous aggressiveness. And, and so I think that we can come to expect 
like to see that week in and week out from this group. I have been wrong pretty much every single time here on Cardinals' sides of things. So I'm actually going to go in an upset here, and I'm going to say the Cardinals win outright on Sunday. Yeah, I'll just add one thing. You mentioned the Bengals, if they start one and four. Uh, If uh, Baltimore wins at Pittsburgh, just to repeat from a couple of times earlier today and earlier this week, uh, if the uh, Ravens win that game this week, they will have won all three of their division matchups already on the road against those three teams. So if the if this if the uh, if the Ravens win this week, I think you can kiss the division goodbye unless there's an injury to Lamar Jackson at some point. Uh, the masses are overwhelmingly on the Cardinals side of things here at 71% of the vote. The Bengals 29%. That is KDOS1060.com. Flip us on over to Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. Bob caught up with Scott Miller, uh, Sirius XM Major League Baseball, the messenger as well for all things Major League Baseball conversation. Podcast it, KDOS 1060.com. But when it comes to this NLDS playoff series between the Braves and the Phillies, who wins? Uh, man, this is a tough one uh, because I think getting Max Freed back will certainly help the uh, Braves. And if he is as good as Max Freed has been all season long, that obviously helps the Braves. The Phillies are playing some really good baseball right now. And, I mean, if Zach Wheeler continues to pitch like he did, if Aaron Nola was as dominant as he was, uh, that kind of brings this Philly squad back to the Philly squad we saw a couple of years ago. So uh, I think that this could just be a really, really fun series. Uh, Because I have to pick somebody, I will pick Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not being reluctant to do anything, and I've just spent the last few when you were answering the the Cardinals question trying to find anything new about these pitching uh, matchups. And Baltimore is the only team I've seen that have added a pitcher. There's four games tomorrow, and uh, I just looked through MLB.com, also VEASAN.com, which usually has a pretty good idea of how, you know, when you know announcements are made. They're quick to throw on pitching matchups and prices and casinos and so forth. I can't find anything on this series. I don't even know if Max Free is on the playoff roster. Uh, he was on the injured list to begin at the end of the season with a blister. So I'm just going to go Atlanta because I think they've been the best team for you know, basically six months. Uh, there is zero chance. I'm going to be betting anything on this series. The only pitchers I've seen uh, the, right now, I'm looking at the VEASAN pitching matchups with the uh, lines for, for the major casinos in Nevada. Uh, Bradish is now in for Baltimore, according to this. That was uh, undecided as of a half hour ago. Uh, Verlander for Houston. And then Kelly and uh, Kershaw for the Dodgers. I know there's a couple of teams that have their media availability. I'm guessing Atlanta and Philadelphia are included in that list this afternoon. Uh, so we'll see. But that's all I know so far. And uh, here we are 24 hours before the series begin, and we have no idea what the rotations are or a clue in some cases, uh, like uh, certainly with Atlanta, who actually is on their roster for the playoff series that starts tomorrow. 
The masses are on the brave side of things at 71.4% of the vote. Philadelphia at 28.6%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. We at least know this. We don't know who the starting pitchers are, but we at least know that the Rangers and the Orioles will play Saturday at uh, 10.01 AM on FS1. The Twins and the well, Astros. That, well, that's the one we don't, We I just mentioned, we don't, we don't know that Bradish is expected to pitch from Baltimore. Apparently, they just had a press conference in the last half. Half hour. Uh, the Twins and the Astros will play at 1.45 p.m. on FS1. Justin Verlander slated to get the start there. Phillies and the Braves on Saturday at 3.07 p.m. on TBS. And then Merrill Kelly, Clayton Kershaw, Saturday 6.20 p.m. on TBS as well to round out the Saturday slate of LDS action. On the other side of the break, we wrap up this Friday edition of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. A little bit more about uh, the baseball contests. We'll also dive into some other news and notes that have caught our attention ahead of the weekend slate of games in college and the NFL. Wrapping it up next right here on KOS AM 1060. Downloaded the KDUS AM 1060 skill for Alexa yet? Food. Alexa is frustrated. No matter how many times do you ask, the answer is mail, chicken. Once you're ready, say Alexa, open KDUS AM 1060 to listen to your favorite shows. segment of this Friday edition of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Bob, it's a time once again, though. It is thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, readers, texters, whomever, and whatever else slipped through the cracks. Also, our guest today, plural, an MLB Division Series preview with Scott Miller. Also, we had our weekly NFL bet uh, prop bet update with Brian Blewis from Pro Football Network. Sound of the day courtesy of uh, Fox ESPN, ATL 680, WIP, Major League Baseball, LAD 570, uh, 98 Rock. That is the Orioles flagship station. I'd like to listen to that station maybe when the Orioles are playing. Uh, Texas 105.3, KBME, also TIBN, and Amazon Prime Video. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next, and I'm physically and mentally exhausted. So 
talk, talk away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> up here on uh, the station for today, you have noon to 1 o'clock. It is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, and the Sports with Dave Rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6. Saturday, you have NAU football at Weber State. That'll be a game at 5 o'clock, kickoff at 6. Mitch Stroman on the call. And then Sunday, uh, we have Panthers at Lions for you. Pre-game 9.30, kickoff at 10, where we're both expecting uh, the Lions to be able to hold serve against the Panthers. And they would be the uh, remaining winless team right now in the NFL. Well, that's fitting because I think it's a pretty easy case to make that they're the worst team in the NFL. That offensive line is way worse than I thought it was going to be. Like, it just... Yeah, that's true. Also, their wide receivers are bad. They were supposedly really interested in in Claypool before he got traded this morning to Miami. I'm also curious to see how he fits in with Miami. And uh, Mike McDaniel, I'm sure, will put him in a position to do better than what happened in Chicago but you got to you know show some effort which he did not always show in Chicago or De- or Pittsburgh for that matter you know that's you know Tomlin was tired of his act in Pittsburgh they traded him from there uh, when it comes to ASU football, they are hosting Colorado Saturday. It's a 3.30 p.m. start on the Pac-12 network. I was seeing that basically um, almost all of the most watched contests for uh, the college football season have involved Colorado so far this year, but I think that they will not. Not, not, th- not this week. <laughs> I was going to say not this week because not many people have the Pac-12 network, so that's not going Correct. to be uh, setting records uh but that I'm also I'm also I'm also sure I'm sorry one more time I get to say this all these clowns that are on network television saying that Colorado's going to look past this game they need to look at Colorado's schedule because they got to figure out how to win six games to go to a bowl game and this is like must win game for Colorado uh, U of A at USC, that's a 7.30 p.m. start on ESPN on Saturday. And then the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers, 6.20 p.m. on TBS, also on Saturday. Merrill Kelly up against Clayton Kershaw. And then the Cardinals and the Bengals, that's a 1.05 p.m. start on Fox on Sunday. Once again, the Friday spread winner, though, is on the Bengals minus three as we're looking to go 6-0 and for Friday spread contests. Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. The certified Angus Beef Choice Grill Steaks at $12.99 a pound. Bacon-wrapped boneless prime pork chops at $2 for $12. Fresh all-natural spatchcocked cut chickens at $2.99 a pound. That'll do it for this edition of Extra Point on this Friday, October 6th. Bob, I already heard you say you're mentally and physically exhausted. Get a nap and prepare Uh, yourself for a fun weekend ahead. I can't do the nap thing. I got uh, some third world problems I got going on here in the household, so that's not going to (laughs) happen. Okay. Well, Good luck with all of that then, and we will look forward to speaking with everyone once again on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Talk to you then.